This is exactly right. Scotty? Curdy B, I'm ready for you. What are you going to do to make me laugh? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really make you laugh. Here it is. Mm. Stolen Colorado tiny house found in Kansas. Wow. <laughs> Stolen Colorado tiny house yes. found in Kansas. Yes. Well, let's pack it up and pack it in well, and move it on out on this brand new episode of Bananas. Bananas. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. I am uh, half of your host team, Kurt Brownoler. I am uh, Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. You might hear my voice sounds a little weird. I have laryngitis. I'm not trying to seduce Kurt. I mean, <laughs> I am, but not in a major way. And I'm not unenthusiastic. I'm just trying not to blow my voice out. <laughs> um, and a, just a quick reminder for all you folks on the East mm-hmm. Coast, uh, June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, I'm going to be in D.C. Uh, so you can go to link uh, on the Instagram. And, uh, and of course, you should go, before you do that, you should go and see Scotty's movie, The Machine, that comes out. Uh, the uh, May twenty May twenty sixth, I think May, May twenty Memorial Day weekend. If you're in the states, May twenty sixth, twenty seventh, or twenty eighth around the world. If you're not in the United States, pretty exciting. All right, I'm so excited about our guest today. She is a tremendous journalist, activist, and a fantastic stand up comedian. She's also the host of the mm-hmm. Bituation Room podcast. Please welcome Francesca Fiorentini. Ooh. Hey. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Well, We're so glad to have you. And you seem to be sitting on the set of Tron. You have incredible <laughs> lighting behind you. Yeah. Right yeah. It's either that or Vanderpump rules, depending on who I'm talking to at the moment and what right. inspires them. But then if I say her name mm-hmm. and you know whose name I'm, I, you, I think you might know whose name mm-hmm. I mean. And I don't mm-hmm. want to trigger everyone's mm. person that they might have. If I say her name and ask her to change the light color, she can change it. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Oh, really? Yeah, that happened before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very exciting. Oh, that's kind of that's. uh, I'm pretty excited. Also, I think in the past we have said uh, her name and um, people's and people's things started changing in their house because they were listening Mm. to it out loud. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's why. (laughs) It is Phoebe Bridgers. Phoebe, you're doing great. Alexa, turn this up. Alexa, turn this up. There we go. Beautiful. Wow. Subscribe. Five stars. <laughs> Alexa, subscribe. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Oh, now, um, now I, we've put so it in So I there. blew my voice out, y'all. Yeah. And I'm so sorry. How? I went to Willie Nelson's 90th birthday celebration at the Hollywood Bowl. So you will go, wow, I didn't know anybody yells at a Willie Nelson concert. <laughs> 
12, it's a four and a half hour concert because Willie's 90. So every act in like country, every white person who's ever been born was on stage at one point <laughs> or another. Damn. And just from singing and screaming and cheering along. And then I went to a Dodgers game the next night. And today, uh, here we are. Old, old baritone Landis just. That's a really, those are great reasons though. Usually my voice goes out when it was like, oh, I went to a shitty bar and had a bad conversation with someone whose (laughs) name I forgot and was yelling over music. You know what I mean? Like that's Mm -hmm. usually the like, and now someone, you know, then I I had a puff of a cigarette and now I'm dead forever. You know, like that's. There it is. That, that, Mm -hmm. like I remember the first time I did stand up uh, after COVID, it was in like May of 2021 in Portland. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then Thursday night did the show, like yelling for the first time on stage for for an hour, which I hadn't done. And then went and had some drinks and had like a puff of a cigarette and then the next day started to, and then the next day started to lose my voice. And then Saturday had no voice, and then still had to do two full hour long shows. So oh I was God. just like squeaking through it. It was, it was, it was insane. It was very. It, it was like by the second show on Saturday night, I was like, "Hey, come out!" <laughs> you guys were. It was the craziest. I mean, you're voice. Bobcat Goldthwait in the 1980s. I mean, pretty much. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's crazy that your throat is a muscle. You forget that sometimes. Yeah. I know. R.I.P. Rush. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Limbaugh over there. Mm. I mean, that wasn't really oh, Larry. It was, you oh. know, throat cancer. The, the, the Canadian band. prog rock Oh, band. also the band, but mostly Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh dying of throat cancer is just uh, so mm-hmm. fitting and perfect. And yes. uh, may he rest in hell. Sorry, can yes. I? You're allowed can to I say damn that. someone? You can. Yeah, okay. You're allowed to say that. Of course. You're our guest. You're, You're allowed guest. to say whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear about this story, Francesca? Hell yeah. Okay. This story was sent in by Brandy Dacus. Thank you, Brandy Dacus. She's good. She came to our Kansas City show, I think. Yes. This was the title is Stolen Colorado Tiny House Found at Kansas Grain Elevator. I admit, not a an amazingly hilarious uh, headline, but the story is, I think, very beautiful. It, okay. This is on KTVR.com. Mm-hmm. Thanks, KDVR. Mm-hmm. Um, there's DVR in there. Okay. I love that. Um, this is from not attributed. To, oh, it's attributed to Laura McMillan. Thank you, Laura. You're the best in the business of Damn, writing about tiny good. houses. Mm-hmm. B-I-T-B. Uh, so this is Hamilton County, Kansas. Uh, someone stole a tiny house in Colorado and hauled it to Kansas, but thanks to some Kansas deputies, the homeowner's getting the house back. Hamilton County Sheriff Michael Wilson said the Colorado State Patrol notified his office Sunday. I just realized that this is definitely... Just a transcript of what they said on TV. I just that's very funny. Isn't that funny? Doesn't it sound exactly like someone stole a tiny house in Colorado and hauled it to Kansas? But thanks to some Kansas deputies, the homeowner's getting the house back. Hamilton County Sheriff Michael Wilson said the Colorado State Patrol notified his office Sunday evening to be on the lookout for a tiny house and that it was possibly headed toward Coolidge. It had been taken from a farm in Ontario County, Colorado. The Hamilton County Sheriff's Office found the house at Schooler Grain and Coolidge. Wilson said for some reason <laughs> three men were attempting to install lights on the tiny house. He said their final destination was going to be Reno. One of the alleged suspects is from Reno. The other two are from Colorado. 
Mm-hmm. Sheriff said the man also had allegedly stolen a, tra- a trailer and a bobcat. So they stole the trailer, stole a bobcat, then used the bobcat to hook up the trailer. Fun. Yes. And then stole the house on the trailer. So they put a house on a trailer. It wasn't this is like, like, it doesn't have wheels automatically. No. It's like that the conundrum of like you know you've got like a a, a duck and a fox uh, <laughs> on one side of the river. How do you get them over or whatever? What was the third one? Right, like a lettuce. Yeah, yeah. And you've got right. That, this is like that, but for robbery, and I love it. I love it too because also you could tiny houses aren't very big. You could have just built a tiny house in in Georgia at this point or in Kansas at this point. You could have just built one instead of stealing, 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 towing, towing, towing. Just get some plywood. Build yourself a tiny little house. Absolutely. Rent it on Airbnb for 500 a night. Charming. Done. I'm charmed. Get, get, like a fisheye lens. Uh, you to make know, it look some matching, big. Make it look huge. A welcome basket with some, with some soaps that nobody will ever use. Absolutely. $3 wine. Oh, you know that soap suave? that when you put water on it, it, doesn't, it gets waxier? <laughs> Yeah, when you put water on it, your hands just feel like they're covered in wax. For <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so get real. one of those. But it's always um, the it's always like the beach, the beachy smelling suave. suave. Yeah, the tropical suave. That coconut smell is blue. specific to an Airbnb, a tiny house Airbnb. Coconut God, blue. I, I had that's sure exactly is. the flavor that we had because I had a tiny house and that I rented in New York City, yeah, in Queens. Cool. Before tiny houses whoa, whoa, were a whoa, thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. You had a tiny house in Queens. I rented it. So it was I didn't own the tiny house. Um but it was You lived in it. Yes, I did live in it. But it was exactly That's like tight. what you would imagine a tiny house is. It's like you open the door and then it's just the 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 bed is lofted over the bathroom. Right. And then there's just a little tiny kitchenette and then a couch. And that was wow. the whole thing. But it was our surf shack. So we had oh, 10 yes. surfers yes. who all paid $100 a month to rent that uh, shack for from like 2001 to I think it's still we just they just it just uh, went out of hands of one of the surfers. So uh, it was 22 it. years that um, that people well, that I started it and that it was had been going for 22 years. But I was there for 11 the years. Or closest 10 years. surf to Queens there. Right there, Rockaway far, Beach. Rockaway just far Beach. Rockaway. Okay, it's literally, okay. It, it was a it was a quarter block to the beach. It was to the so surf fun. beach. It was that awesome. is an amazing reason to get a tiny house. It was great, um, especially for surfing in the winter. It was like perfect. So you take the train out at night, sleep there, wake up in the morning, do dawn patrol, and mm. then take a shower, and then go back to work, and then go to work. It was awesome. crazy that you did that for so long because that so is long. such a long uh, A or C ride. That's it, crazy. It's an hour and a half. That's a long ride, and also, like, I just, I'm so glad that in my life, now I'm talking about surfers, but have never, like, dated a surfer. <laughs> like, just because I feel like I didn't, I mean, I don't know how you were as a surfer, but I feel like, you know, I just couldn't be that partner. I'm not that ride or die. And, like, I've you've seen the t-shirts, which are like, you know... I'd rather be surfing right now than like cuddling with you or whatever Talking the t-shirt Talking to my say. dumb <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like um and and then there's a lot of like partners that make their uh per, like surfers that make their partners like sit on the beach and just watch them and go like, "Yeah," you know? Yeah. And that is um, actually my downfall as a surfer is that I'm a better partner than I am a surfer. <laughs> and so I don't get so to fun. surf very often. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. It exactly was really fun because it also had like 
an outdoor space. So in the summer, if Kurt would be like, come down, we'll drink some beers and eat some barbecue or whatever, we would sit out there. But it, we would sit essentially in the driveway of the homeowner that had the house that the shack was behind. And that person would just come out and talk to us. Just yeah. like that guy was like happy to have like young people eating hot dogs in his driveway. Yeah. I love Rockaway. I love how sort of, yeah, I don't know. It's not country, but like, what is it? Like peninsula-y? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's out there. It's a peninsula, yeah, for real. It's just very neighborhood vibes, and I like yes. that. No, I, I really, was, I loved it there. I, it's, I, I think it's really changed. But when I, you know, when I started going out there in two thousand one, it was, uh, there was like, uh, the people who surfed were like you could count them on two hands. It was right. amazing. I've never stayed in a tiny house. Like I've stayed in a lot of Airbnbs, and I can't think of one that was like specifically one of those like two hundred and sixty foot tiny houses. Kind of like what you're describing with like a lofted bed over a kitchenette and yeah. a little bathroom. I did stay in an apartment or an Airbnb in Spain once in Valencia, Spain. Mm-hmm. And the photos of this place were like gorgeous. It was like a six floor walk up and the owner met me and he was a really funny guy. And he was showing me around and I noticed that the bathroom just had a curtain, no door. <laughs> and I was like, so no door, huh? But I didn't really care because I was by myself. Yeah. And he goes, do you have a, a like a lady friend traveling with you? Or do you have a girlfriend traveling with you? I was like, no, I don't. And he goes, we got a lot of complaints about this curtain. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I go, shit. I go, yeah. Oh, also because the bed was directly next to the bathroom in the curtain, uh, and uh, so like it was, it was a curtain. Like it, there were gaps on both sides. You could you could look in if you had to. <laughs> and he, I was like, yeah, I guess Americans lo- don't like that. And he just turns, and looks at me, he goes, shy poopers. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess we are shy. Wait, poopers. this is in Spain? In Valencia, Spain, and Valencia, in Valencia. Spain. Ah, yeah. I got good friends there. Yeah, shy Americans poopers. Don't like it. Shy poopers. Like, it was such a weird word combination. In España, yeah. In España, and to hear in a Spanish accent. And I just, I thought he was going to be like, no privacy. Or like, I'll get a door. Or, or yeah. hey, their problem, not mine. But yeah, shy poopers. Shy poopers. We, here, we go like dogs, you know? On each other, everywhere. <laughs> We're at Hot Tub for the longest time, at the Virgil, where, where mm. we would do our variety show, uh, in the green room, the door to the bathroom was slatted. Like a, a closet, slatted closet door. Yeah, so there, so all sound and smells were free to travel. It, the green room bathrooms are always like that, and the lock never works. And you're like, I know I'm gonna get walked in on. Yeah. That's sort of one of my like persistent fears. I'm like waiting, yes. waiting for that to end. Mm. And now it's, but it's like compounded because now I'm just afraid that someone's gonna walk in on me on the toilet. Mm-hmm. But on my phone on the toilet because we're yes. all now of course on our so it's not only that you'll be like oh no 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 you'll you'll just be like with your phone and your hand up like oh, duh, duh. and somehow that feels worse it feels but, worse um, because it's like worse. you're not just doing it you're not just doing your business you're in here just scrolling while we're all waiting exactly. for oh, you oh you're you don't have inner peace you can't just sit there and go <laughs> and stare and visualize the floor. Um, uh, I've never been in a tiny house. I've never rented a tiny house. I want to. I want. I want that experience. They're, they are cheaper. I don't mind. But I decided to marry someone who's very tall, like six oh, six tall. Yeah. And I'm really wow. not bragging. I do think that's a. Good for you. It's a liability. Yeah. Like I just. It is. It's. You know. It's like you know. I'm. Uh, we have a queen bed, and that's. It's too small. It's too small. Yeah, oh yeah. It is. Oh, I sure. agree one hundred percent. 
Kurt 6'4". Kurt, when you lie on a queen bed or smaller on your stomach, do your feet hang off the bottom? They often do. The main thing is when you put someone in the bed with me, we're just touching. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like you're never not going to be touching, which is... Oh, so romantic. But then after after 10 years, it's like, I just want to lay in bed and fall asleep. That's yeah. right. That's God, so young funny. people who still think that like they need to be holding each other yeah. in order to be in love when they're get sleeping in the same it. bed. Get the fuck over it. Uh, that I, is so true. Kid shit. <laughs> you know what? So I... This is one thing that I noticed about this story after I was like, this is funny that they just stole this house. The number of tiny houses that get stolen. I just Googled tiny house stolen. So many articles. Hilarious. Another one from tiny home stolen in Depres shows up in woman's yard 27 miles away. Someone stole a tiny house and then just left it in another person's yard. Incredible. Incredible. (laughs) That was another one. They were just using it for the night? Yeah. Uh, Oregon police find stolen two-story tiny house while investigating man's property on unrelated charges. They just find a a stolen house on your property. So this happens. Like that means there's a lot. Yeah, people have a lot of like hitches and wagon or whatever. Like like whatever. However, you haul um thing that cannot be hauled very easily. A trailer. Yes. A trailer. It's like a little bit of the way that, you know, remember when smart cars, there was like a smart car tipping sensation and people would Mm -hmm. try and tip them over? No, I don't remember that. That happened in San Francisco. There was like a, you get your smart car tipped. And uh, (laughs) I had a smart car, so I was always very scared. Um, But, (laughs) or it's like back in the day when people would just like steal your horse or your cow, you know, or your Mm -hmm. chicken. Yeah, because it's a basic, it's a basic thing. It's a basic human thing, right? House, cow, chicken. That's what I think what makes it funny. But speaking of smart cars, I remember in Portland they used to have this smart car thing where you Uh could. um, It was a it was a car share, but they were all smart cars. And my friend John Breen had like a you know a, a, a a membership to that, so we would drive around in this little smart car. But then he would only park it. He would only park his smart he would find another smart car that had a space yes. behind it and then he would back in the the wrong direction so it was Amazing. just two smart cars butt to butt and then he would just leave it and it looked so <laughs> funny it was the funniest possible way to park a smart car butt to butt to another smart car That's and adorable it was, it was still like the no size of one car the, yeah. under under we only parked together. Yeah, I was that person that like every time I saw another smart car, I would like honk and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no solidarity. No, not at all. Zero. Nobody gave a shit that I was also driving the same car. Because they're just angry that they can't carry their groceries and a person. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they're pretty cool, though. I. Um, they're great. Oh. I was goofing one time. I was just buying dumb stocks, like cheap penny stocks and stuff. And I saw this one that was really cheap, and it was Solo, S-O- Hello, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, solo cups! Everybody yeah. uses those." So I bought like a hundred dollars of solo, and then I found out that it's a car company <laughs> that makes one-person cars. And then I saw some in Glendale. They could not be stupider. They are the dumbest-looking car in the world. And I was like, "What is that dumb car? It looks like a teardrop that one person drives around by themselves." I've seen uh, those. Sad. It, Do you it, know solo stands for sad or lonely or both? The B is silent. <laughs> <laughs> both. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's like a bike with a hood yes. or a roof. Very I'm dumb. I'm probably like, the biggest come investor. On. I'm probably like the vice president of Solo <laughs> International, and I don't even know it. Yeah, you have controlling interest one. with your $100 investment. Yeah, I have 51% of Solo. <laughs> Maybe during the apocalypse, like, you know, it's coming real soon. I, yeah. I'm getting a lot of signs. I don't know if you are. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to be rich because everyone's going to want a solo, mm-hmm. you know, to, like, hide from whatever the zombie virus or the mm-hmm. fungi or whatever we're obsessed with. <laughs> Climate change, you know. Incredible. All of them. Absolutely Everything. incredible. <laughs> Do you want to uh, get us another story there, Scotty? Well, I would love nothing more. This oh, was sent beautiful. in by so, so, so many bananas. I bet Kirk can probably even guess what it is. But Tiff Jane and Gus G, who both send great stories, got it in first. Nice. Those are two separate people. Thank you, Tiff Jane and Gus G. Uh, this was on Euronews.culture, which, Kurt, you're reading Euronews.culture four or five times a day. I wake up in the morning, and I got one <laughs> thought on my mind. Where's my coffee? Where's my Euro, Euro News journal? You're my Euro News journal. Yeah. And I'm yelling, coffee, Euro News journal, now! My three-year-old culture. is trained to rush over with an iPad showing only, and it's an <laughs> iPad I reserve only for Euro News journal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then you throw it at the wall. <laughs> I say, "This is <laughs> this is UK News Journal. <laughs> Get the other iPad." <laughs> Euro News, written by David Moraquand, who is the best in the biz. Ah, B I T B. David Moraquand, what a ledge! What a true ledge in his time. Woman has loud and full body orgasm during L.A. Philharmonic concert. Oh yeah. What a story. Francesca, did you see this on social media in the last 48 hours? I did, and because there's so much happening, I didn't even read. I didn't even read more than that. I was just like, wow. Yeah, Yeah, good for her. That's all you need, right? Okay. It's pretty damn good. So David really is the best in the biz because he just gets into it. Love music, love orgasms. Well, it turns out that Tchaikovsky's <laughs> Symphony Number no. 5 can induce more than just musical ecstasy. Cast yourself back to the best concert you've ever been to. I mean, we're talking a really good gig here. Now think about a particularly earth-shattering orgasm. I mean, David is going for it. Yeah. Well, one woman attending a concert performed by the L.A. Philharmonic Orchestra at the Walt Disney Concert Hall made those two worlds gloriously collide. <laughs> wow, David. Indeed. Audience members reported that a concert attendee on April 28th, Friday night, so you know people are having fun out Mm -hmm. there, delivered her own stirring performance by making a loud moaning sound, which supposedly supposedly was a full-blown orgasm. This happened while the orchestra was performing Tchaikovsky's Symphony Symphony No. 5, a wonderful piece. So we here at Euronet Culture aren't the least bit surprised. I also (laughs) listened to it this morning when I was finding banana stories. And And? it's not that bombastic of a piece. It's not like, like it's not a big one. It's just a very soothing, wonderful also, yeah. First of all, you can't come to ba 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 like that's that's clownish. <laughs> that's clownish. You know, you it's got to be soothing. It's got to be like it's got to move you. Yeah, it's got to be right. emotional. Uh, wait, here, also this is the L.A. Phil, right? 
This is the L.A. Phil at okay. the Disney Symphony Hall right so, here in right beautiful here. Los Angeles. And for those uh, bananas who do not live in Los Angeles, what you need to know is as you drive into Los Angeles and you drive through downtown, which is the way mm. that you come when you're coming from, the, from out of town, you will see on your right-hand side a six-story tall gentleman who is the conductor yes. of the L.A. Phil. Correct. And he has been postered on a like a parking garage, I don't know, for 10 years? At least 10 at years. At least 10 years. And, he, and when you look at him, you're not like, that guy's going to give anybody a full body orgasm. No. I don't know. Not. No? You think so? Is know. he hottie? Mm, I don't know. He, he, can, he He's big. I mean, look at him. He's, he's big. He's huge. Big. He's right there. He's, he's tall. He needs a king size. California king. <laughs> And uh, he's kind of got like a like the penguin, you know, tuxedo situation mm-hmm. going on. Yep, yep, yep. He have a violin. I don't know if he's holding anything. There's, but- there's a bunch of them there, and one of them he has his own, and everybody else is on their like little poster. Is right? he the dude with like the the cr- the good mi- middle part, like that middle that's part with like the like the guy the black- that is the conductor? Yeah, and then there's yeah. the guy that's like the viola or violin player that looks like Steven Spielberg. There's a Steven oh, Spielberg I'm talking about vi- the viola player. Yes. Okay. Then there's a woman that looks like Nadja from What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. And right. then there's a guy that looks like young Judd Apatow. And all of them <laughs> are not those people. Cannot induce that kind of orgasm. I mean, <laughs> I love Judd this. Apatow. Is there more? Is there more yes. context? Because I, okay. Yes, there is. Here's a quote. A woman in the audience had a loud and full body orgasm during the fifth second movement. Also, there are there is video and you can hear her and it does sound like she's having orgasm. Like what? Is uh, it just like, oh! Like what's actually pretty deep. It's okay. not like Meg Ryan like going for it uh-huh. and when Harry met Sally, but it's like, oh Okay. It's like she really moans it out. Okay. Mm. So yeah, here's the context though, because some there there were eyewitnesses, many. Okay. Oh here's the quote. A woman in the audience had a loud and full body orgasm during the fifth second movement, tweeted, You guessed it, Francesca. British composer Magnus Fines, who is the brother of actor Ref Fines. Of course. Didn't know he had that. Who was in attendance? Wow. The band politely carried on. Props to the L.A. Phil and Peter Ilyich for bringing it on. However, in a reply to Fines' tweet, another attendee suggested the moan could have come from something quite different. I was there. That is not what happened. The poor woman was having a breakdown of some sort, this person said. Um, Then... Fine said, I ran all possible scenarios, Tourette's even, was in close proximity and had no less than eight other friends coincidentally attending. We all reached the similar conclusion. She remained for the rest of the show. Her demeanor was in evidence. Uh, my corroborated take is merely an observation, an God, orgasm. I, I just like, no wonder we haven't heard of uh, his brother, Magnus Ralph Fiennes, yeah. Magnus, because he sounds like a pill, exactly. Sni- a snitch yeah. and a pill. Just like, um, we ran a different scenarios and we corroborated with let people orgasm in public. Correct. Meanwhile, a report from the Los Angeles Times quoted concert goer Molly Grant, a regular person, uh, the sound which she described as a scream slash moan, and saw the woman heavily breathing, sitting with her partner. Quote, her partner was smiling and looking at her, like in an effort not to shame her. Oh, it was quite beautiful, Grant said. So it was an orgasm is what we're getting to. Also, what's interesting is that every single article I saw for this, all of them said, quote, 
full body orgasm. <laughs> yeah. And it's yes. like, unless we are we have spoken to the woman, how do we know it wasn't just a normal orgasm? <laughs> that's <laughs> like, right. This whole idea, like full body orgasm. Did she orgasm get up and so do the funny. wave? Like that's yeah, exactly you know, like, just like did she start doing that shaking thing? <laughs> like I've never seen I don't think I've ever seen anyone orgasm and shake like that. Like a, whoa, 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 like a cartoon. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, maybe we need to go to the orchestra more because apparently this has happened before. It's the last horny place it's in this la- country. It's the horniest place. place. The orchestra is the horniest place. Come and go and pump and munch. Those are the corniest places in America. <laughs> the L.A. Phil and come and go. Um, it would be funny. Our boy David, the best in the business journalist, uh, mm-hmm. said, "Don't be surprised if downloads of Tchaikovsky starts to go through the roof." And that actually would be so funny. Uh-huh. That would be great if people just went real hard to get that yep. fifth in their life. But also, Anyways. so I saw another article too about this, where a woman was like, "Here's," she was like a sex therapist. She's like, "Full body orgasms are real. Here's how you can get one." And then she like went into it. Um, but the point I think of this article is that the woman wasn't masturbating while listening to the music it was that the music itself gave her an orgasm and which we've talked to mary roach about that and mary roach was like yes Yes. you can get an orgasm without physical with with no physical touch whatsoever Mm -hmm. if mary roach says that then it must be true yeah she used a specific word for of what type of a like the response it was, and uh, mm. she says it does not require physical touch at all. Cool. Isn't but my crazy? question is, like, what is that? Like, what, what is it? Does it have anything to do with genitals? Are we talking about, you know, which kind of stimulation? You know what I'm saying? Like external, internal, or is it more like a mindgasm? It. Well, I think uh, orgasms can be triggered purely from the mind. Is what she cool. was saying. Is that it's, it's yeah. not it's not. Uh, Scotty doesn't want to hear any more of it. Cool. I just yeah, can't. I that's can't great. Give, yeah, I can't. I sound bored, but I'm actually having the time of my life over here, just not making any high pitched squeaks. I call bullshit. This sounds a little bit like it. Just feels like it's like something that like you know a myth about women that's been perpetuated like they can't have orgasm well actually they just have an orgasm with their mind and their body and it doesn't matter and you know that's that's a scream of joy um Mm -hmm. not of pain uh like I, i i don't know i guess hmm i don't know what you would do in this situation i love i'm thinking about a fart like people who publicly fart yeah you know sure and sort of not the same I guess there's two things to say. One, when people publicly, it's not the same. It's not the same at all. But you got it. You want to laugh. It's like we've all heard this. What do we do? We want to laugh. How does the person who you know dealt it? How are they feeling about it? Why why don't we talk to her? I don't understand why we don't. We can't talk to this woman. I guess because it's just based on a tweet from Ray Fiennes' brother. Yeah, there are video. There is video, but yeah, it's like also how. Unless she self-reports, it's just a person in a crowd who bought a ticket. What, are we going to go through her credit card information? She's just a, <laughs> another woman in another orchestra somewhere in the world getting off on Tchaikovsky's Fifth. <laughs> Pretty cool. I went to, went right before I got my first TV job when I was working Red Bull, they tried to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And it was, they were doing a Red Bull uh, 
orchestra event, symphony event in Carnegie Hall okay. in 2009 or 10. And we got to go, and they made it seem like we were VIPs since we worked for the company. They sat us so high up in the highest, highest, <laughs> highest balcony. It was it was beyond the cheap seats. Yeah. And Is this VIP? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's, they, a, it's definitely a very interesting place. <laughs> <laughs> and we, so they hyped it up to us, like, we're going to change music in the same way we've changed extreme sports and car right. racing. Wow. And, and energy, as uh-huh. we know it. And they said, we're going to have DJ Radar, and he's going to play with a full symphony orchestra. It's going to blow your mind. And it had a name that I can't remember, but it was like Orchestro, or it was like Orchestry. Uh-huh. It was something sure. dumb with an A. And it is, to this day, <laughs> the lamest performance piece of anything I've ever seen anywhere in my entire life. Like, I have seen paper plates blowing away from picnics with more pizzazz than <laughs> DJ Radar at Carnegie Hall in 2009. And if you, yeah. Is that what it is? Did you look Probably. Artkistra. No, but that's, I mean, if it started with an A, it sounds awful. Yeah, I would, uh, if the bananas, the bananimals are bored at work and just need a laugh, I'm sure it's on YouTube. And just, the lights were too bright. There wasn't, like, a laser light. It didn't look like Francesca's room. It wasn't like colorful and beautiful. It was just a DJ scratching and then like violins and wood instruments kind of like scratching their instruments along with him. No, no. I'm telling you, it sucked ass. There was a reason (laughs) that nobody knows what I'm talking about and there was never another one. It was also my first time in Carnegie Hall and I'm like, this is so great. We are setting the bar so low (laughs) that I could have watched the main custodian mop the stage and it would have been far more entertaining than DJ Radar Radar at Carnegie Hall. Radar? Radarkestra. Radarkestra. It was sucked, but it was awesome. Dude, I just have to say, like, I... In terms of orgasming in, like, classical music making you orgasm, I, I get it a little bit in that you know, I feel like a sign of age is whether or not you respond to classical music. Yes. When I was in my 20s, I was like, what? No, blah. Well, I'm not studying. Even if I was, like, I'm not, I don't want to listen to classical. It reminds me of whatever, sure. my mom, my dad. And then at like 35, I think, <laughs> a light switch. And it was like, now you got to pee in the middle of the night, number one, of course. <laughs> and two, just like Brahms started playing. And I was like, what is this beautiful melody? <laughs> Why do I feel things I've never, but you know, and it, and it was just like that. It was like night and day, maybe when I turned 35, welcome to classical. This yeah. is your the, the rest of your life now. And so <laughs> I, I can imagine by the time, you know, I completely, you know, never have actual physical sex because we're just so tired and worn down from life, you know, that going to a concert, going to an orchestra at age, I don't know, 70, 65, it might, you know, excite me in that way that I hadn't felt in many years. And then I I would, you know, hump a cello probably. Thank you for being open about that. Yeah, no, you're welcome. You're welcome, Scott. sophisticated adult way to handle this. Thank you. Curdy B, you want to tease us into a hot, hot commercial break? Yeah, I'm going to give uh, Francesca a choice here. Mm. Do you want uh, pasta news? Do you want potato news? Or do you want Garfield news? God, he's good. Kurt is so good at this I podcast. always want pasta news. All right, so. great. Here it is. Boom. This was uh, 
estimated 300 to 400 pounds of pasta dumped in Old Bridge, New Jersey. <laughs> Love that. Crazy. We'll be Well, right use back. your noodle while you listen to these beautiful advertisements on bananas. Folks, we are back. Welcome back. Scotty, you got any shout-outs for us? I do, buddy boy. We've been getting an avalanche, so if you've been like, why hasn't Scotty said my shout-out? It'll come. We're doing a, we're doing a solo episode with just Curdy B and I next week. I'm going to bang through like 10 of them. But first and foremost, mm-hmm. Rachel Farley wants to shout-out her mother, Janet Farley, because Rachel broke her right foot recently. Janet dropped everything she was doing and drove eight hours to take care of her daughter. Rachel also introduced Janet to bananas. Here's where it gets great. Okay. Janet doesn't like cursing. She doesn't like cussing. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like blue language. And oh, sometimes no. we're an adult podcast. Francesca, we're an adult podcast. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but Janet looks beyond it. She ignores our cursing because she loves bananas Yay. so much. Aww. So Janet, you're awesome. Great mom. Rachel, heal quick. Thanks for listening. Isla Birch has a, a rare double shout out, kind of like when you get two bananas in one peel. Yeah, never happens. Isla Birch is also a fantastic name. Um, Isla Birch should shout out, oh, wants to shout out her husband, who is starting his own pediatric clinic and already has 100 oh, patients yay. signed up. He was part of a larger hospital system, said no, 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 and started his own. So I'm guessing it's Dr. Birch. Uh, congratulations, Dr. Birch. DB. Um, and Isla, like I said, is also shouting her own damn self out. For getting her master's in social work after seeing so many injustices in 2020, she went back to school. What? Oh, awesome. And now she is working for policy change for children and families in Idaho, which it's hard to change policies in Idaho. They aren't the most yes. flexible people. In the, they are the gemstones of people. Hard, cold, <laughs> beautiful. And beautiful. But, yeah. But you don't want one riding up your ass. Idaho um, needs good people, though. Uh, yes. So, yes. Yeah, so good, good for you, Isla. Props. She did all of this um, while also taking care of her two daughters. So, Isla, way to go. Dr. Birch, way to go. Or, or Isla's partner, way to go. You guys sound like you're awesome bananimals in Idaho. And last but not least. Mm-hmm. And this one is me just making this a point to say this. Dorothy Alfonso. Dorothy we met her in Portland, Kurt, after our live show. She was the wonderful banana who gave us the pigeon backpack. Yes, the pigeon little backpacks. baby pigeon backpacks. The yellow so banana cool. pigeon backpacks. Francesca, we've covered a couple news stories. We covered one story, but it's happened many times where people will fly meth into prisons on pigeons wearing cute little pigeon backpacks. And we yes. say, God, I want pigeon backpacks. And Dorothy Alfonso, the great banana, Kurt, dare I say it, banana of the week. Yes, hell yeah. Made Kurt and I two little yellow Jansporty-looking pigeon backpacks and gave it to us. We both kept them, and I have mine. Kurt has his. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dorothy. That is so funny and so well done. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! And you guys can put your meth in there now. I, that's yes. where I keep my meth. 
When we're striking with the WGA, we're going to carry meth in a little on the napes of yeah. our neck. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we are here with the fantastic Francesca Fiorentini uh, and Francesca's podcast, The Bituation Room. Tell us a little bit about your podcast, Francesca. Please. Yeah, it's like a weekly show with comedians and experts and activists, and it's, uh, you know, newsy, but also fun. So if you want to hear about the news and what's going on, and but also, you know take the edge off a little bit. All of my comedian guests, like Kurt, mm. um, do a great job at doing that. So, yeah, Bituation really Room. Fun. It's a live stream also on YouTube and Twitch. Wow. It's, it's delightful. So you should go listen, everybody. Sounds like a sister podcast to Bananas, really. It sounds like we are very, <laughs> we are siblings. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. I mean, you got to have some of these light news stories to like yes. get us through the slog. Yeah. You know, then you, you, then, then you talk about the budget. Thank you. (laughs) Well, hear about this. Somebody over-budgeted how much pasta they'd need. Damn, he's good. This, thank you so much. Uh, (laughs) This was sent in by Carrie Pena. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. Uh, This was on Reddit in uh, subreddit for New Jersey. Uh, Estimated uh, 300 to 400 pounds of pasta dumped in Old Bridge. Uh, And this is Mm -hmm. all the information we have. An estimated 300 to 400 pounds of pasta was mysteriously dumped alongside a creek near Veterans Park in Old Bridge last week. It has since been cleared by the township. The culprit has not been apprehended. Uh, And that is all the information we have. The pictures are so funny because it is not just the same type of pasta. It is, there's like 200 pounds of spaghetti and then like 100 pounds of elbows. And then it looks like there's, what else? What other other pasta shapes are there? That might actually be like a a, a fusilli. (laughs) There's a little rigatoni. Me too. Uh, And it looks like it's angel hair pasta as well. And it is so much. Half of it is- 100 pounds. Half of it is um, has sauce on wow. it, and the other half is just by itself, but cooked, fully cooked. Cooked yeah. pasta. Oh, yeah, Ooh, cooked pasta. I'm thinking dry Not, here. Oh, no, no, no. Fully cooked pasta. So I don't even know where you can you can cook, like what kind of a vat requires the, to cook you need 200 a tiny house. pounds. Big one, a tiny house. You just cook it in a mat, boil that tiny house. Yeah, you just throw um, it in the house and light the house on fire with some absolutely. water, Absolutely. Right? I mean, I, this is in Jersey? Yeah, in Old Bridge. This is in Jersey. It's a lot of pasta. <laughs> I'm going with a mob connect, y'all. I mean, look. Smart. My name is Francesca Fiorentini. I am half name. Italian. I mm. know. I know my people. And... Um, they're they're putting the squeeze on some small business. We're gonna boil all your pasta. I don't know you why. Got- <laughs> it sounds a little. That sound a little Scarface. Um, yeah, but like okay. we're just gonna take all this pasta that you imported. Oh, you oh you like this precious, amazing pasta imported from Italy? We're gonna boil it and ruin it. No, no, no! Kill my family. Kill them all. Kill my dog. Put a dead horse head in my bed. No, just don't touch the pasta. We're gonna do it. Like that's you know <laughs> we're gonna the worst thing you could possibly do to an Italian. I love. Yes. I I had no idea that you're only half Italian. And I love that you're you're half Italian, but your name is a hundred percent Italian. My it name is so is Italian, the most Italian. It it's so Italian that kids in the hall had a a joke, like they had a um a character named Francesca Fiore, 
that was supposed to be <laughs> such a ridiculously That's like right. Italian name, Francesca Fiore. Uh-huh. And she was like an Italian man. Nah, 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 nah. And like, no, my so name good. is even crazier than that. <laughs> Francesca Fiorentini. It's like, damn. Anyway. What do you say at Starbucks or what do you say when you're getting your coffee and you have to give them a name? Do you say Francesca? I do say Francesca. Sometimes nice. I'm like, you fucking write that whole thing down. You write it. C-E-S-C-A. <laughs> you, it you do it. And then other times I'm like, just say Fran, even though I yeah. hate being called Fran. Like, whatevs. It's Fran. Again, I'm old. I listen to Brahms. Fran, it's fine. <laughs> We're going Scotty with. is an interesting one because Scotty actually sounds like a lot of things if you don't say it very clear. And so people would yell like, stop. People would think it's a, like instead of Scott, they would be like, stop. And I'm like, what? Are they calling me? So I started saying OJ for years. I would give them OJ. I love it. Because OJ, as soon as you hear it too, it's like very easy to hear in a crowd. And when I was living in New York and you're at, you know, you're getting your breakfast sandwich on the way to work, you'd be like, OJ. And, uh, but yeah, Scotty just never works out. I have to enunciate so clearly for them not to write the strangest things, <laughs> which I think is a fairly common name. Yeah. <laughs> um, fairly common. I also feel like with this pasta, I mean, like, look, I just feel like the creek life really benefited that day, you know, and for months. Right? Muscats went wild that they day. Went they went crazy. They loved it. They loved it. How, I don't how understand. much did they feast? It was like the fucking Serengeti of. I don't understand why it needed to be cleaned up. Just let no, the exactly. rain take it away. Yeah. <laughs> just a 500 pounds of pasta slowly floating back into the creek where it came from. This is like the beginning of it, you know, like the clown comes out. It's like a bib on. It's like slurping up all the oh, angel hair. Yeah, a pasta monster just emerges when kids oh. ride up on old bikes. And yes. it's just like, come on in. Everything saucy. Pasta down monster here. would honestly be probably terrifying. Like all long arms made out of spaghettis and like fingers made out of uh, fusilli and uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, it would, eyes it, I think it'd be rigatoni on the on the big on the yes. hands. And then know? little um little elbows uh, making up the like the eyes and the and the eyebrows. And confusing because you like want to eat him. Yes. But... Yeah, yeah, but he's terrifying. He's very upsetting. <laughs> There's an Italian place in New York and L.A. called Rayo's, I think. Rayo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rayo's. And it's right in L.A. The one is right near a studio, a TV and film studio. So the first time I went, I might have told this one before, but the first time I went, I go in and I'm meeting somebody that's getting off work. And they have like a concierge guy who is like straight out of Jersey. He's got on like a three-piece suit. He's got like a stick pin in his tie. Like mm-hmm. it's... I mean, like, amazingly stereotypically New Jersey. And so I, they're like, there's a small little bar. They're like, you can sit at the bar. I'm waiting for my friends. And he's like, you ever been here before? And I'm like, no, I haven't. He goes, you gotta get the meatballs. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so they have a giant meatball that's like as big as a grapefruit as one of their sure. appetizers. It's quite good. It's also a lot of people in LA aren't meat eaters. It's a bold choice. So then I go like two years later with our buddy Tommy Caprio, who Kurt wow. Brownholder knows. Jersey Another guy. great Italian Jersey name. And Tommy and I go and we walk in together and the guy, same guy's there. And he's <laughs> like, you guys been in before? And Tommy's like, yeah, we've been you know, here, New York, we've been. And he goes, you gotta get the meatballs. <laughs> and we're like, okay. So we do. Post 2020, I go no, in. So no. like now like seven years have gone by since that last one. Oh, no. And I go in, and there's that guy. Suit, all the shit. And when he comes over to me, he's like, hey, you ever been here before? I'm like, do I have to try the meatballs? And he looks at me, and he like it like calculates, and he goes, 
you gotta try the meatballs. <laughs> he just said it right back. It's just his thing. He and couldn't so, recalibrate. He just was like, Ugh. I'm still gonna and say it. For him? Yeah. I'm still gonna say it. I get a full body orgasm when I say you gotta try the meatballs. <laughs> I'm not, not gonna say it to you. <laughs> it was the funniest response he could have said to me. And instead of like, hey, and give me one of those like punches, like you're embarrassing me, but I work here, so I can't. But no, yeah, you gotta try the meatballs. <laughs> At this point, he's just an animatronic like mascot outside yeah. of yeah, it, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> oh man, I miss Jersey so much. I was hanging out with my buddy from New Jersey yesterday in San Diego, Mike Merrill, and his mom called while Love we were Mike hanging Merrill. out, and he answers the phone to his mom and like puts it on speaker and right off the bat there's no hello or anything mom just goes land of lakes cheese tastes like dog shit (laughs) (laughs) she's like it tastes like plastic and that is the opening line and then mike's immediately in there he's like yeah it tastes really bad (laughs) that's great made me miss jersey so much that is so good land of lakes cheese they don't even sell land of lakes cheese out here and there was that was a jersey thing um, here's one that I think you both will enjoy. Mm-hmm. Valerie O'Neill sent this in. Thanks, Valerie. You always send great stories. We re- really appreciate it. Um, this was on Indie 100, written by Emmy Norton. I think Indie 100 is sort of like an aggregator site, kind of like a Reddit or something. Okay. I always imagined it was like a uh, a radio station, but maybe yeah, it's in not. Indianapolis or yeah. something. Yeah, Emmy Norton wrote this, and she is clearly the best in the biz. We love what she does over there. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Emmy it would be Indy ninety nine without her. Insect lovers, yes. Your Kurt's in. I'm in. Insect lover, <laughs> excuse me, which is even weirder. Insect lover. Oh, okay. In- oh. Invents device that allows him to kiss bugs. <laughs> You begin the podcast with this one. This yeah, is, this is this is amazing. You wrap it up tight. Sometimes I got to feel Francesca out, see if she was on the level. <laughs> now that I know she's number one, she's getting a man who created a kissing device that allows <gasps> him to get intimate with bugs. Wow! Wow! How does it so, work? What are you picturing right now? Okay. Oh, I know. Please, okay. what do you got in your head? Go ahead, you first, Francesca. I'm picturing. Um, like a little toilet paper roll, but like smaller. Okay. You know, uh, like a little bit between toilet paper and straw. That's a big difference. And like kind of like a like a cage situation and yeah. or. That's a good guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it can like, it can shimmy um, all the way up my butt, which is I'm assuming <laughs> Very what nice. they're doing with it. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. That's what I'm picturing. Really nice. Kurt, you got an idea? Yeah, so it's uh, a series of chopsticks, right, that are Ooh. all in the shape of a, of a mouth, but then they go out and they're whittled down, whittled down, whittled down, whittled down, whittled down, until they're just the 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 length and width of hairs. And so Ooh. that so that you can actually, it's actually lips, like hair lips, mm. that you can actually caress the actual mandible of a insect with. Love that. So it's that, more for the whoa. insect. It's more for the insect. That belongs. I think I just had a full body, body <laughs> orgasm hearing you just explain that. That was insane. So very, very good. Can I have My another God. guess? I think it also can. Is there a way to like glue wax lips onto a dragonfly, you know? Yes. Oh. And just like. And then, yeah. That's. <laughs> 
Well, I won't be offended if either of you Google image search this while I'm reading this because it's far stupider than anything we've said so far. It is so comically dumb, I started laughing out loud, almost posted it on the Bananas Podcast, our Instagram. Here we go. A man has created a kissing device that allows people to get intimate with bugs, but not everyone is convinced with this new invention. Justin, who is a software developer designed a product that has gone viral on TikTok <laughs> with 15 million views. Kurt's looking at it. I am too. Oh, my God. It's sensational. It's so funny. Uh, with over 15 million views and 2 million likes in the clip, the 34-year-old shows how he uses the item, dubbed Bug Kiss, to get to first base with insects such as worms and ants. <laughs> Quote, the intended method... To properly it's enjoy bug kiss. So funny. You guys, so we're going to post these pictures on our Instagram. Please go. You'll, Maybe you'll be forever. able to see lots of pictures of pasta dumped in the woods, and you'll be able to see a man kiss a inchworm. <laughs> the intended oh, method God. to properly enjoy bug kiss is to hold the silicon bite piece in your mouth with mini <laughs> lips pointing in the direction of the bugs. Justin, who is from, shockingly, Florida, told needtoknow.uk. Then you move in slowly for a smooch, <laughs> gently pressing the l- <laughs> mini lips against the bug. You should avoid eye contact. This can be threatening to some insects. <laughs> Note, oh. it helps to chirrup softly. Not chirp, chirrup, like chirp, chirp. That's a British softly. chirping. That's a British yes. chirping. Softly in your throat as you close in to let bug know your intentions are for affection and not for eating them. So far, I have used bug kiss to get to first base with ants, caterpillars, a dung beetle, a grasshopper, a mosquito, a snail, which is not an insect, a spider, which is not an insect, a wasp, a woodlouse, and a worm. The wasp was scary, but a thrilling endorphin rush. The rest of them were simply delightful, and the worm kissed back. Wow. How sure. did he know? Yes. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Justin was inspired to create the invention after seeing an image circulating online about kissing insects. He said there's an image circulating online of a window sticker that reads, I want to kiss every bug, but they're so small and my lips are so strong. <laughs> <laughs> that made me think, I, this is a problem I can solve. That's a great bumper sticker. Yeah. It's so good. With his thinking cap on, Justin came with a plan to make the internet's bug kissing problem, and he did it by using kids' toys. Quote, and so Bananimals picturing this at home. I had a dollar store baby doll left over from a previous project, so I recycled <laughs> its lips to make bug kiss. Oh, my God. Hang on, hang so on, crazy. hang on, hang on. So Right, so you cut off its lips. You, you cut off a baby doll's lips. lips. You, yeah. Yes, you're cutting Recycle. off different yeah, mm-hmm, parts of a doll that you got from a dollar store. This Super is a normal. problem. Then I used air dry clay, the spring from a retractable ballpoint pen, mm-hmm. and a silicon baby teether to bring it all together. So it's like a binky with a spring with baby yep. lips, <laughs> baby doll lips on the end. So it waggles a little bit. Uh, yep. I don't know why Just, the waggles is necessary. Is that necessary. so that the, the bug can push back? <laughs> At no point is any of this necessary. You know what, though? I, I Kurt, it. I think it might be necessary. You know why? Because it can be gentle right because if, be if it's a stick yeah mm. it'll hit it uh-huh. mm. but you gotta be a little you know a little, a, little, exactly. a little yeah a little give on it because this is about romance it's not about aggression yeah yeah um i've had so many viewers ask to buy bug kiss that i've decided to launch a kickstarter 
he's the response has been overwhelming. He is Justin is now planning on making and selling this product, at, and I think he should. And I think he will sell at least a thousand of them just for people who are like, "This is so stupid. I have to give this." To I somebody. would. I mean, my kids would love to kiss bugs. Yep. Yeah. So well, that's now the bug here's. Kiss. Here's the thing, though. I mean, I, I, this is a great story. Obviously, I don't want to poke holes in it or anything, but there's a lot of holes. <laughs> yeah, big holes. You can kiss a bug. You're just Absolutely. not courageous enough to get close. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And lips, that's the thing about lips. You know how to use them? Like, they get smaller mm-hmm. when you push them out. Mm-hmm. You can create little baby doll lips, and <laughs> lips are soft. Those baby doll lips—that's that's plastic. That's, that's hard. hard. Yeah, that's he's true. a coward. He's a coward. coward. <laughs> also, these bugs aren't me. consenting, so I don't know if this is okay to begin with. Maybe yeah, absolutely. Can a bug consent? Sure. Can a bug consent? I don't think so. All right. Well, we've decided it. We've decided mm-hmm. here on the podcast. I think that's the title of this episode, Can a Bug Consent? Can a Bug mm-hmm. Consent? Absolutely. Nobody's talking about it. But nobody's here in talking. California, you know, the big thing is, especially up north, is kissing a banana slug. You've oh, got to yeah. kiss a banana slug. Is um, that true? They're not poisonous or something? No. No, no, no. Yeah, you kiss them. Okay. And that's a Santa Cruz banana slugs, right? Yeah, Santa yeah, Cruz banana see, slugs. Yeah. I've touched them. I don't think I've like kissed one, or maybe I did. I don't, it, I don't know to. why. I might have been high, but you know, yeah, yeah. you got to ki- You kiss I, a slug. All right. You know what? I don't ever want to do that. I'll be honest. They're sweet. Very true. <laughs> very very true. Well, thank you so much, Francesca, for being on the show. Where can people find you? Tell us all about Plug. all the different ways to watch and enjoy yes. you. Oh, yeah, uh, just uh, you know, you can follow me at Franny Fio F R A N I F I O on all the platforms, all the mm. things, and Bituation Room is also youtubecom slash um, where we stream live every Tuesday, one p.m. Pacific, four p.m. Eastern, uh, and Friday same time. Cool. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Thank guys. You. It was that super was fun. Delight. We're so Thank glad you. to have you. Thank you. Bugs so much. can't consent. <laughs> we agree. Worms Stop maybe. it. They need their own Me Too movement. Then we can make little tiny little signs for them. <laughs> uh, Time's up for bugs. Okay. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you to Exactly Right, Curdy B, Katie Levine, Lisa Maggot. Bananas. Bananas. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas! Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.